And go! Hello everyone, and welcome back for another episode of The Campfire. Today, we're gonna be discussing a completely absurd film entitled... Spookies. Spookies. Such a wonderful, creative title for this movie. <laughs> yeah. You wanna be freaked out? You wanna be spooked, kids? Yeah. Get spookies. Yeah, there's lots of spookies in this. There's lots of monsters, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot. It doesn't Non-stop. go 13 seconds without some sort of <laughs> ridiculous-ass monster popping out. Uh, this movie was made in 1986. Uh, it has a very strange history to it. The rumor behind it is that this is two separate, unrelated films that, that were chopped together to make one film. And within doing some research, that is a rumor that is not true. What happened was is that there was a two-two-man directing writing team that came in, and originally this movie was supposed to be called Twisted Souls, which, wow, what a better name than Spookies. <laughs> There is a financier in play. After filming most of Twisted Souls, the financier did not like what he saw, fired those two, and brought in a third director who directed a bunch of extra shit for this movie with an entirely different cast. And when you go into it knowing that, you can actually figure out which ones were different. I mean, uh, we didn't know which which was the different ones beforehand, and we were just- Theorizing. Excuse me. We were theorizing uh, which it would be, and I actually hit them all like on the head every single scene. Yeah, you did, yeah. I mean, it was like almost two separate movies. Uh, Normally, this is where I would give a breakdown of what other films the directors may have made (laughs) or the cast and crew, but we're gonna skip all that. All the directors involved, all three of them, made nothing. One directed a weird documentary about doublespeak. Most yeah. of them worked in like more behind the scenes stuff in other films, but nothing notable. And then the, the cast, if anyone put anybody in any of these people in any other movie they made, then they made a really poor decision. <laughs> <laughs> so, how this movie opens is there's a Dracula, maybe, sort of guy in a what looks to be a basement. There's candles everywhere. And for some reason, when he talks, it sounds like when you were a kid and you talked through like an old, like the, the paper towel roll to like change yeah. your voice, it's like, <laughs> I have sacrificed the use of so many so that you might live. And yet, I would trade all my powers some way to make you see how helplessly I love you. Talks right. like that the whole time. But he's not actually a vampire though, right? What, what I, is he? I think he's like a sorcerer? It doesn't really do a good job of a explaining ghoul, it. ghoul sorcerer of some he, sort? He's a sorcerer of some sort. I believe they, that term gets thrown around here or there. And he has a, there's a mansion that he's in, but he hangs out in the dankest, darkest, uh... Yeah, he's got a big old mansion, yeah. chock full of monsters. And he's found just the grossest room. It, it's it's a basement or an attic or? Uh, you know, it never really depicts where <laughs> he would be. It looks like it would be a basement, but there's a scene later where someone escapes from the room he's in and they give you the impression she's coming from upstairs? Right, yeah. So it's, it's confusing. <laughs> well, anyway, he's standing there uh, in his room full of candles and his paper towel talk. I think I'm gonna dub this guy the paper towel Dracula for the rest of this. It'll be easier to talk about him that way. Just yeah. Paper towel Dracula. Paper towel Dracula. I mean, yeah. it's like, that's how he sounded the whole movie. <laughs> so he's uh, reminiscing about how he wants his bride back and he needs victims. And then we cut to the next scene, which is a young man named Billy. Billy is clearly a runaway. And it's his birthday. We find out it's his birthday. So here's to you, Billy. Happy birthday. He's eating some kind of moon pie, or? Well, he's he's wandering through the woods. He's got his little his little backpack. He's a runaway. Yeah. On his birthday, thirteen years old. He's a confused young man. He's it's wild in these streets. He don't know what to do. <laughs> and he's you know he's got to get away. So he's wandering through the woods, and he stops to maybe have a snack or something to lean against a tree. And out of nowhere, this denim-clad homeless man <laughs> yeah. emerges from the trees and just like starts making small talk with him. First night away from home, kid. What makes you say that? <laughs> you just seem kind of nervous. Like asks him for a light and then he's like, oh, why you, why'd you run away? They forgot your birthday, didn't they, kid? Ha <laughs> ha! And Billy walks right up to him. Yeah, walks right up to him. Gives, obviously kids weren't getting raped and murdered back then, at least in his eyes, apparently. Not that anyone knew of. I have plans. Big plans. Maybe that's why they forgot <laughs> Billy's birthday, because he was so fucking stupid. 
yeah, you're in the middle of the woods and Denim Dan in his tuxedo or Canadian tuxedo comes strolling on it asking for you for a lighter. I'm from Toledo. When someone asks you for a lighter around here, it means they want you to get you close enough so they can punch you in the face and take your wallet, you know? <laughs> yeah, especially a denim clad person in the woods. Now, if That's... I was in the woods, forget about it. I'd be dispensing jump kicks right to the throat instantly before he even can ask me a question. I'd be over there double dragon style, just oh. putting shoes to him. Billy must be an idiot. Yeah, the last probably why they forgot about his fucking birthday. And that's, yeah. I'd forget about his birthday too if that little son of a bitch was my kid. <laughs> just walking up to strangers. <laughs> he doesn't think anything of it. This man emerges from the shadows. He's in the middle of fucking nowhere. I think he's actually on the outskirts of a cemetery? Yeah, because that's he eventually walks. The back of the house, the mansion that he finds, is a cemetery, right? Yeah. Well, it's I think the mansion's surrounded or by a cemetery. Or is it supposed to be like it was, um, it's like a funeral home or something? I don't know. It never really elaborates. They don't, yeah. You never even understand if, if uh, <laughs> Paper Towel Dracula, that was like his house, or if he was just there for some reason. Yeah, well, I told you when we were watching it, I didn't even know for like the first 30 minutes that he was actually in the house. <laughs> in the same house. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was somewhere else just kind of playing puppet master. But you know, we're jumping ahead here. Let's, <laughs> yeah. We gotta get to the house before we talk <laughs> yeah. about the house. So Billy... Because if we get distracted by every ridiculous goddamn thing in this movie, <laughs> we're never gonna get through this movie. Oh yeah. Because yeah. you can't go three lines of dialogue without something completely mind-blowingly stupid happening yeah. in this film. So, we find out it's his birthday, run away. Parents don't care, man. Dad of Dan, he wants to listen and give him a match. He's like, you know what, mister? I gotta keep moving. I gotta keep, you know, I gotta keep trucking, moving it on along. I have a long road ahead. I guess I'll be seeing you. Maybe. So he goes to walk away, and right behind him, and how he didn't see or hear you this. It happens immediately a, after he turns around. <laughs> a cat man dressed as a magician with a hook for a hand? Is that what he is, or is he a, is he a pirate? I, I don't know if he's a pirate or a magician. He had, <laughs> he had a gold vest, frilly pirate. I'd say, you know what? Pirate. Frilly. I was thinking he was a, looked him like a magician. He could more, go either way. It was kind of Aladdin-ish, too. But, you know, I think I think fluffy shirt. I think back to Seinfeld. And it, it's a pirate shirt. Well, the hook. He had and he hook had a hook hand. for a hand. That, but he that, was also a cat man. So, cat man comes from the shadows and just murks the shit out of this denim-clad stranger, maybe three feet away from Billy, yeah. as Billy's walking away, doesn't notice any of this horse Falls shit. to the ground, doesn't, Billy doesn't hear anything. Now, why all this is going on, we keep intercutting to what is our group of teenagers, and I am saying teenagers, <laughs> because one of these people looks like he's in his 50s. Yeah, none of them look like teenagers, no, but, but that guy. I would say 30s to one guy who is on the verge of getting a pension. <laughs> He's even calling, like, they call you kids at one point. He does. The guy looks like an insurance salesman. Like, he's in, like, a baby blue suit. He's got the quaffed over hair. Yeah. His, his face is very weathered. So as we go to the car, and we find out that Duke flipped out at a party they were at and got in a fight, and they all got kicked out. So there's two cars. Yeah. Duke is in the front, driving, and the other one's following, and they're looking for another party. The okay. partying. Okay. We're going on party over here. And let's just break down what kind of guy Duke is, really. But quick. they were a group, though, that went to the party. Yeah, together. they were. Okay. They were a group of friends, even though that throughout this movie, their interactions, you would think that these people just despise. <laughs> there is not a single ounce of showing of any caring between any of these people. Hey, watch the goddamn beer in your upholstery. Well, then watch the goddamn roads and stop complaining. Yeah, Duke, watch them roads. I'd like to try to have a couple more beers in me before I'm splattered across the landscape. At the moment, I'm much too sober to appreciate it. <laughs> any line of dialogue that have each other, oh, you stupid son of a bitch. Oh, uh, what are you talking about over here? Oh, quit telling me yeah. what to do. Fist fights break out. <coughs> there are out fist fights. They're being misogynist and shit, yelling at their women. <laughs> there is one guy that seems to be kind of neutral, but that's probably he. He's the best character in the movie. I think he's kind of supposed to be the sidekick of Duke and looks up to Duke a little bit. But... Do they even talk, really? Yeah. Do they? Okay. Yeah. I just remember that a lot of him with his puppet. He has a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and then as you pointed out midway through... He's Actually, the, the note I took about this scene was, uh, all right, so the main character's name is Duke. Uh, this guy's name is Rich, and it, he has a hand puppet that looks like a furry little teddy bear in a sweater kind of thing yeah. named Mook. Oh, what do you say we kick your makeup? Hi, Duke, what do you say? 
What are you, queer or something? So the 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 note I took is um, Duke and Mook the Kook. Oh boy, <laughs> that's what he is. Because uh, Rich, the guy with the hand puppet, is actually he's the comic relief, and he's the only non one hundred percent pure asshole. Yeah. In this movie. The women are assholes, the men are assholes, everyone's a fucking asshole in this movie. There's they nothing, really are. There's nothing likable to the point where I was having trouble remembering their fucking names <laughs> in this movie. I cared so little about these characters. Just every single line sounds so negative. So negative. <laughs> <clears throat> They're uh, caravanning their way through the night as yeah. they had just been kicked out of the party and it kind of just cuts between this whole weird kid lamenting about his birthday storyline and them looking for some place to party. You know, it kind of just seesaws in between. And every once in a while, Dracula, the the uh, paper towel Dracula pops up, has yeah. some lines of really heavy-handed, pointless dialogue <laughs> with his cat man. Yeah, that he's petting. Yeah, the cat man sits at the, the, the foot of, of paper towel Dracula's throne and purrs as he pets him and thinks out loud in that thing's general direction. I had kind of thing is, I still don't know what the fuck it was supposed to be. He calls him Kitty. He calls him Kitty. <laughs> it looks like a goblin and it's dressed like a pirate with a hook for a hand. <laughs> Yeah. And the worst part is that's not even the most ridiculous monster in this movie. No. There's a lot. Yeah. There's monster after monster after monster in this movie. A lot of them look pretty fucking cool. Yeah. You yeah, know? they do. Um, a lot of just even little effects, like uh, when they show Paper Towel Dracula's head and the vein throbbing on Yeah. That was a pretty intense uh, Yeah, they got effect. some pretty cool special effects. I mean, whoever did the special effects work was, for whatever budget they had for this thing, which I'm sure was nothing, or they just spent it all on the special effects and not buying cameras or hiring anyone that knows how to read or speak. Was that on IMDb, the budget? Uh, the gr It doesn't have the budget, but the gross was 17 grand. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> that's something. I'm sure the budget pry is up to debate, considering that there was two crews that worked on it. They only filmed like three-fourths of the movie, the first crew, and then they hired an entire director and an entirely different crew for the second part, which has to do with every scene that has to do with Paper Towel Jesus and uh, Billy here. Billy. None of that was part, supposed to be part of the original movie. <laughs> I wonder how... Uh... Well, you said it was during production they abandoned, uh, he, he, he fired the first guy and got yeah, the second guy. Yeah, uh, from what I read, uh, they showed a rough cut of what they had had so far to the financier who promised to keep his hands off of it because the two original directors were big horror movie buffs, they loved the genre, they were doing it as a labor of love. And then supposedly, you know, days into production, they say this money man was so far up their asses that they every penny had to be accounted for, every decision they had they made that had to go through them, yeah. you know, dialogue had to go through him to the point where then the guy just lost faith in him and just brought in this other guy. And I think the the second director's work on this film is what fucks it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After finding out what exactly he did for this movie and it didn't add anything it just really add, like made for a lot of questions oh yeah yeah had this been just the original movie it would have been almost like night of the demons where you had a group of kids trying to party in, a, in the wrong house and yeah. monsters ensued and then this other guy comes through and now there's a like a the vampire or the paper towel uh, dracula as i call him uh, like a crypt keeper type situation that's what it, yeah uh, it's like a crypt keeper yeah a bride to resurrect all kinds of weird shit Billy and his birthday party. It all, it makes it so disjointed. Yes. Uh, Fuck, we're only like five minutes into this movie too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's get, let's jump back into our, our timeline here on yeah. the film. Uh, so it's jumping back and forth, the caravan to the party, random woods guys, then you got magician ghoul, or I'm sorry, pirate kitty ghoul tearing up uh, faces. So eventually we go back to Billy. Billy wanders up to this giant mansion. Now Billy's must never have seen a single fucking movie in his life because anybody who has seen this thing would be like, I'm not going in there. Yeah. It's a big haunted looking mansion surrounded by a graveyard. <laughs> fucking yeah. graveyard. So Billy comes wandering into this place and for no reason whatsoever, there's like a birthday set up yeah. for him, but like all the balloons are hanging downwards. There's a cake, various uh, party accoutrement, blowers, hats. Lots no of one's places there. set. Yeah, they, like it, it was all set up yeah. to really, you know, get up with the get down. What I didn't get is he's walking around going, like, Mom and Dad, you did remember my birthday. Yeah, he's talking to these, like, he thinks, oh, they did remember. Hey, surprise party. So you didn't forget after all. This is really great. 
Yeah. They just wanted me to wander off to some random abandoned building. Yeah. And find my birthday party. Purely by chance. Yeah. And they're gonna <laughs> and they're gonna hide. Surprise! Surprise! This is what Billy thinks. Billy's a smart kid. He's super. That's why his parents love him. He's lucky so he's much. not getting ass raped in the woods right now by Denim Dan. Honestly. <laughs> he is. Yeah. It, so he's he's you know mom dad come out oh my god you remember my birthday and then there's out of nowhere a random toy robot starts walking his way. Yeah. And then it goes it cuts to the scene of what looks like Macaulay Culkin with a green face and a robe on with an ice pick like sneaking around the house. Right. Yeah. Which doesn't come into play till like almost an hour later. And isn't explained once they do. Uh, bring them back. Lightly. Kind of. Lightly. I don't get it. This movie... <sighs> I don't think anyone gets this movie, man. Everyone, you got one movie made by two different people with two different casts and two different scripts. Yeah. What do you expect? I mean, we're doing as well of a job at explaining it as I think we can. <laughs> given we're going to try to power through this one. Now, I will say early on, because it sounds like we're being very negative... Yeah, the movie, this movie is horrid. <laughs> yeah. It's not well done, but it no. is entertaining as shit. I had fun, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's fun. Like it's, there's a lot of monsters. Yeah. So if you can turn your brain off and not get annoyed by every person being a gigantic fucking asshole to each other. Right. <laughs> that you don't give a flying fuck about and you're begging for these people. They're like, someone just fucking <laughs> kill Duke. God. And they, yeah, and they didn't cheap out on the monsters either at no. all. It's, uh... The monsters look cool. They very, they, they really, really do. do. Yeah. So there's all these presents. He's picking up one. He sniffs one for some reason. He shakes another. And then he comes up to a big guy. And he's like, oh, well, you guys must want me to open this. Okay, I'm opening it. And he opens the lid. And in is the head of Paper Towel Jesus. And he is just goes... Is calling him now? Or no, Paper, <laughs> paper Towel Dracula. <laughs> Paper towel Dracula. <laughs> My brain is just really trying to keep all the facts of this together. <laughs> and like just trying to not lose any of the madness. So in is Paper Towel Dracula's head. And he goes, Happy birthday, Billy. <laughs> Happy birthday, Billy. <laughs> Billy goes running out the house, obviously. He's yeah. freaked out. Then he gets chased down by uh, Cat Pirate. And Cat Pirate starts um, scratching up his face like a kitty does. Yeah. His hook and his, his little <laughs> kitty claws. And Billy falls into an already dug grave. Yeah. Like there's just a grave. It's There's a shovel still there. The dirt's piled up. Right. He falls in there and Catman starts burying him alive. Very aggressively. Like right away just starts heaving it on him. Now why Billy couldn't get out of this, I don't know. No, Billy, he's kind of writhing. Like he's like, oh no. Yeah, he's... And it doesn't uh, happen quickly, even though he's burying him at a rapid rate. Billy really isn't being buried rapidly. No. Nah. Uh, he could have easily, yeah, any minute climbed out of there and not, continued running away. Not only that, nothing really happened to him besides his face getting scratched up. Right. Why yeah. he wouldn't just be like, I'm the fuck out of here, is beyond me. Instead, he's just like, all right, Catman, you win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get buried alive now. So, and we don't see Billy again. Oh, no, Billy's dead. So, we assume, yeah, Billy's dead. Well, how could you not assume? He got buried alive in the yard. It's, it's yeah. He never I shows mean, him again, never talks about him again. Yeah, I, I mean, he's dead. Billy died. So, Billy's dead. Billy's dead. He's dead. <laughs> oh, to Billy. To Billy. Oh, man. Pour it our, off your homie. Our poor idiot uh, child. So, after Billy gets buried alive. It's our credit scene, right? Which is fucked up, dude. Yeah, we have our opening credit scene, which uh, is like blood dripping to spell the word spookies. Yeah. And the skull, or the eye has a skull in it, but then it zooms in on the skull, which is very menacing looking at first, but then it starts smiling like, <laughs> and it looks extremely unmenacing, like the kind of Halloween decoration you'd have in a kindergarten room. Yeah. And then we go into our main movie, where, where the Twisted Souls part starts taking place. So, the caravan of... Teenagers arrives at the house because they're gonna party. You don't want to party, we got a party. Why does Duke have such a thick accent? No one else does. I was more wondering why Duke was dressed like Eddie Murphy from Delirious. It was insane. Uh, he had outfits. he had a black pleather <laughs> leather maybe coat covered in zippers. Yeah, like yeah. he was ready to have a thriller night, which he <laughs> he ended up having. He did, yeah. yeah. Zombies and all. There's zombies in this flick. So. So they go inside, and they start partying. And by partying, I mean 
They're having beers and listening to smooth jazz. And I'm not even kidding, the smoothest of jazz. Come on, honey, let's dance. No, leave me alone. I don't want to do nothing. And as they're partying, they come across uh, a planchette for a Ouija board. And it's very, you know, horror movie in the 80s-esque. And then they find this locked closet and they think they hear something behind it. So Duke, yeah. being a calm guy he is, starts bashing away at this door. And he's yeah. crapping at it, he's bashing at it, you know, we gotta, gotta bash it open, I gotta see what's in there, guys. Oh, please don't open that, dude. Oh, fuck you guys, I know what's best. <laughs> Literally, that's, that's, oh, that's Duke. what he's saying. <laughs> so, as Duke opens it, a corpse falls out, holding one of the most demonic-looking fucking Ouija boards known to man. Does, does anyone bat an eye at this? No. Of course not. Whatever. The Ouija board is a tool for communication. Communication with the dead. The dead. So after they find this Ouija board and this corpse, they decide to set it up and play with it, you know, because that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I mean, they're in their <laughs> late 40s. They should know. <laughs> that They should have seen a movie or two by now. Yeah. Uh, that's not a good idea. And uh, they're asking questions, and then it's cutting to Paper Towel Dracula answering those questions, and the planchet shows what he's saying. So they first ask it, like, how old's one of the girls? And it's 24. Yeah. So it goes to the 24. Right. And she's like, well, how old would I be when I die? 24. Yeah. Oh, that's not very nice. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we'll ask it something else. Then Duke's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, will Duke and I be together forever? Right. No. <laughs> will we be together next month? No. no. <laughs> will we be together tomorrow? No. <laughs> and then, as this is going on, the one friend who found the plant, she, she gets she gets possessed by paper towel Dracula. In a very Evil Dead-like scene, she gets she dons the Evil Dead makeup. I mean, the only thing that she's not doing to make it Evil Dead is dead by dawn. <laughs> yeah. And she's got the makeup on. It's that similar voice though that yeah. they're using for her too and everything. And you hear her like chime in, like, "Will we get out alive?" And it's no. <laughs> and then like, "Oh my God, she's possessed." Yeah. So they go try to run out the house. As they're running out, they're making their way through the graveyard, and the, her boyfriend, the possessed woman's boyfriend, falls on his face, and a tombstone pops up directly in front of him, and what looks like those snake sparklers you buy for 4th of July that you let your two-year-olds play with? It is what it looked like, yeah. That starts spelling out the character's name across, like, this is your tombstone. Right, right. And it turns into a, a quick cemetery instead of quicksand. <laughs> yeah. And he gets pulled into the ground. So then... Into his own grave. So they're all just like, what the fuck? And then all the other graves, zombies start popping out. They're like, fuck, go back in the house. This is no good. Yeah. Can't get out of here. No. Now, what is the smartest thing you can do if you're in a horrific situation where survival, your, your odds are plummeting, yeah. There's a large group of you. What's the best thing you can do? Split up. Which is exactly what they do. They, <laughs> they split the fuck up. Yeah. So Duke and his girl go to the basement. There's this other pompous bitch smoking cigarettes and her boyfriend she likes to kick around. Oh, and then Rich. Rich, yeah. Rich goes off on his own. And He's then, peeing in fireplaces. And then the rest of them, uh, the, the extremely elderly man and... His girl go off somewhere else too. Yeah, and they're all separate, but still arguing. Yes, they start being dicks to each other. They just never stop being dicks to each other. Yeah. So then we follow Duke and his girlfriend down to the basement, where he's just flying off the handle about any and everything he can. <laughs> Anytime she just tries to speak, he just. Whoa! What do you think? I don't know what I'm doing over here. You must think I'm a dumbass, huh? Huh? You think I'm fucking up? Huh? You can't listen to me. You think I'm stupid, huh? Don't you? Yeah. So let's be like, hey, maybe we should go down this way. Maybe you should listen to me, cause I'm not as dumb as you think I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, anytime anyone tries to speak to this guy, he just flies the fuck off the handle. Oh yeah. And starts just going peanut butter and banana sandwiches on anybody and everybody. Take it easy. Take it easy. Don't tell me to take it easy. I know how to handle myself. You think I don't, huh? All right, all right, forget it. Forget it. You think I can, huh? So after screaming at her for a while, he's like, "Let's get frisky." <laughs> yeah, he whips a towel at her face. Yeah, she's like, she's like, "Why well, here? It's gross out here." He's like, "Don't worry, Duke will provide." That's what he said. Yeah, Duke will provide. Duke will provide, and he throws a towel at her like, like 
I think he's. Face. I think he's trying to say like, put the towel down. I'm a bag you. Yeah, yeah. And why this? All this is going on out of nowhere. These muck monsters start yeah. coming out of the ground in the basement they're in, which is like kind of a wine cellar. There's like yeah. wine in the background, like big barrels of wine and shit. So the muck monsters. They rise up and they're farting. They are just farting like crazy. <laughs> And they back him into a corner. And uh, Duke, Duke smashes open this big bottle, this big barrel of wine. Yeah. Which for some reason melts the fucking muck monsters. Yeah, they, they like disintegrate. So he's like, oh, I ain't gonna bang you down here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so they leave the basement. So then, you know, Duke and his uh, insanely tolerant or... Maybe just, I hate the living shit out of myself, girlfriend who wants to just be miserable her entire life and putting up with Duke. Yeah. Leave the basement. We go to uh, what I'm gonna refer to as bitchy cigarette girl and pussy whipped boyfriend. Well, just, all she did was smoke cigarettes and be a cunt. Pussy whipped boyfriend and, and bitchy cigarette woman? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, bitchy cigarette woman and pussyfoot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's called pussyfoot. <laughs> a, a pussyfoot. Uh, they're sitting in this room on a. On, like, a, she's. Sitting on a fold-out mattress on a couch, yeah. and he's kind of just walking in circles, like I can't believe I let you push me around. You're such a bitch. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't want to. He he wants to try to find a way out. He wants to try to find a way out. She's like imposing her, like I feel safe in this room. We're staying in this room. You know they've been gone an awfully long time. Well, maybe they're all dead. <laughs> so he falls asleep on the mattress. She's sitting there smoking her cigarettes, being a total fucking retarded cunt bitch. <laughs> and uh, it, it cuts to back to the evil dead girl who's playing with the Ouija board now. And I think this is where you start picking up that she's summoning the monsters. Yeah. Like, you know, she summoned the poop farts down in the basement. She's acting through yeah. uh, Paper Towel Dracula. Yeah, Paper Towel Dracula is using her as a pawn to spawn, to, to spawn more other pawns. monsters. I mean, because, you know, <laughs> you need an intermediary with any Ouija board. Who do you, who's got time to be ouija themselves? It's true, because he's doing other shit while she's he's doing He's sitting in chairs, he's lighting candles, he's talking yeah. obviously, he's got shit to do. Yeah, yeah, he's petting his he's, kitty. He's got his man kitty there, you know, he's got <laughs> fucking important shit. He can't just be ouija boarding all the time. Right, right, you're right. Who's got time for that? Nobody. You're right, yeah, he makes... Hey, nobody got time for that. So she summons what could best be described as like a merman, a couple merman goblin yeah. things that just like, appear in this room. One pops out and she's like, oh my God. And she goes to wake her boyfriend up, who's just been sleeping next to her the whole time. She rolls him over, he's dead, his face is ripped off. Yeah. How this happened, we don't know. Merman. How it happened next to her without her cunt ass who's smoking cigarettes notice, without noticing. We don't know. Well, we all know the mermen are, are, are silent. Yes. Yeah, they don't talk. No, they're silent and deadly. <laughs> you know, the people in Cabin in the Woods would have been really excited about this scene. So, he's dead. She gets bit in the leg or something, I think. And then fire pokes one of the mermen. Like, this thing looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon from the top. And just like a sperm on the bottom. She's it's got no legs. She fire pokes the one. And then she casually walks to the door. And then there's another one coming at her. And she pushes a dresser over and it squishes it and she runs out the fucking door. Yeah. And that's the last you see of the mermen. So we're up to how many monsters now? We got ghoul, we got kitty man, we got... Pretty much all the monsters except for maybe uh, kitty pirate and uh, maybe one other. They're all one shots. Yeah. You see them once and that's it. On to the Besides next. kitty pirate and uh, paper towel Dracula. And paper towel Dracula. Zombies. You know, they're kind of wrapped around in yeah, here that's and there. True. But yeah. They're zombies. So she uh, goes running down a hallway and there's like, it's like one of those scenes where the hallway is dark and there's a couple lights and only, you can only see what the lights illuminate. And in within one of the lights is uh, Pussyfoot and almost in an Obi-Wan situation where he's dead, but he's talking to her from beyond the grave and she thinks he's alive. So as this is going on, out of nowhere, another one-off monster, which was awesome looking. It looked like kind of like Butterball, the, the Cenobite Butterball from Hellraiser with tentacles and lightning. So he wraps really her up crazy. in the tentacles, lightning starts going, and she fucking melts. Just melts. There's a lot of disintegration in this movie. Yeah, there's there's disintegration, there's like deflip. 
People being deflated, <laughs> sucked in the ground. Yeah. They really got creative with this thing. I they mean, did, yeah. I mean, we had fun watching it, so. I always have fun watching it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, this is not the first time I've watched this film. <laughs> I haven't watched it since high school with my buddy, Beef. Him and I used to watch it a lot. Uh, if you're watching, shout out, Beef. I know this is one that you requested. But there's a lot. I'm, I was picking up on more now than I never picked up on before. But I think that was because I was more of a casual watcher. Yeah. As a teenager, and as, as opposed to like really trying to make sense of anything I was seeing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was more just like, monsters, woo! So that monster's gone after looking dope as fuck. I hope that appears up here somewhere because it's it's a pretty good special effects work. So Pussyfoot's dead. Uh, cigarette Cunt's dead. Then we go on to uh, back down to Paper Towel Jesus. Why do I keep calling him Jesus? I don't know. Paper Towel Dracula, <laughs> who, as we alluded to earlier, is doing this to resurrect his dead bride, who is now resurrected for some reason. Without anyone, there was no ceremony. No. They didn't even really have to kill everybody. For some reason, she's just back. And she's not happy about it. Oh, she's not. She's not happy one bit. She's like, "Hey, you! I, I killed myself before I get away from you. What are you doing? Yeah, not cool, Mister Man." Right, and he assures her that she's. He's like, happy. "No, you love me. Yeah. I'll be okay." <laughs> <laughs> they make his voice like that they had no reason to and why why did they age him they put they put age prosthetics that look terrible on this man for no reason they could have hired an old guy why didn't they use the one old guy they tried to pass off as a fucking teenager that guy that guy looked like he was getting his pension checks like that that he's bummed out he didn't see his grandkids enough yeah you know like he's gonna catch the early bird at bill naps on the weekend <laughs> yeah he, he is significantly older than everyone else in that i guarantee you there's at least one candy tray of hard candies in his house that has been <laughs> melted together into one solid one solid piece uh yeah uh what one super worthers mm -hmm. <laughs> a mega worthers so she escapes him and goes running off into what is a very confusing scene I, yeah. And I, to this moment, can't figure out what the fuck was the point of this or what even was supposed to have been happening in this scene. Go ahead. I, I have no, I, I don't you, know, you want, man. I mean, I, I'll <laughs> she, try to explain as best I can. Um, I just, I, I know that she's being accosted by different ghouls of sorts down there. Not really, she gets accosted. There's a couple, right? The, no, just the one. Is it just one? Yeah, it's like there's, a screaming thing. Or? Yeah, it, that's in a wedding dress too. Yeah, which it, would that have been his creation, duck paper duck? It could have been called by the Ouija board. Why was it dressed like her? So anyway, the bride who is in a wedding dress this whole time gets resurrected in a wedding dress. So she runs away. She Julia Roberts the whole thing and does a runaway bride, and she's like, I'm assuming in a basement. Maybe it's an attic. It's so hard to tell in this fucking movie. Yeah, we don't know. There's this weird phantom creature in the same wedding dress. And it just kind of screams in her face for a while. Yeah. And then we cut scene. It's ridiculous looking. It's confusing. <laughs> it's really weird. And it's a whole nother monster. Right. That's only in that one scene. That's never explained. Never explained. So it goes from that back to Rich and Mook. Mook being Rich's hand puppet. Yeah. Duke's mad now, Mook. This guy has a hand puppet. I know we haven't talked a lot about that. For some reason, he just has a hand puppet. And he relies on the hand puppet. A shirt with a picture of himself with the puppet. Puppet. Yeah, he's also yeah he's <laughs> he's wearing himself on a shirt with his puppet. Yeah. So this is obvious. This is a gift. This, this is him. Yeah. That not only is it him, <laughs> he's advertising him on him. <laughs> right. It's doubly him. This is a big red situation. You know, like he's double McGummin it. You know. <laughs> big red. <laughs> So we catch up with him in what is turns into like a strangely racist scene. So he's in a dark hallway and an Asian woman comes out of the hallway and for this entire time there's been haunted house music playing. The second this Asian woman goes on screen, the whole soundtrack just flips on its ear and this overtly Asian traditional music, yeah. anytime she's on screen, dum, dum, it's like Chinese folk music. Yeah, it's like Chinese folk. <laughs> I mean, I know it doesn't sound like much, but if, all right, if we introduced a Mexican character this late into the movie and out of nowhere the soundtrack flips to mariachi bands, you'd be like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, it's it, weird. There is nothing to be afraid of. Trust me, Mr. Adam. Hey, you know my name. 
Like, it's like, oh, she's Asian. Because what happens... Samurai soundtrack. What happens next has absolutely nothing to do with her being with Asian. With her being Asian. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's just an Asian actress that they hired for the, like I don't think it was like, we have to find an Asian to play this role. I think the actress they found was Asian. He is talking to her. We got the overtly racist music going. And as he's doing it, you kind of notice there's a lot of spider webs around. That's right. And as he's talking to her, without him noticing, a giant spider climbs up his back. Yeah. Like, we're talking big. Without him noticing. Like, like he's having dialogue <laughs> with this lady. <laughs> and you see, like, the, the legs climbing up and boop, around his head. And then suddenly he's stuck in a spider web. And that's when this, uh, this woman starts morphing into a spider. Right. A giant, and it's pretty cool looking. It's very cool looking. But it, it, it takes like a lot of different, they really took some time in it because like at first she just has like this giant head. Right. And then her head like turns into all these meat flaps that are like <laughs> pulsating. Yeah. Like like, right. like almost like window wipers. Grows the giant start, legs. They're like elongating out of her body. Like. Yeah. And then uh, her head starts elongating. Yeah. And Mitch and Mook, uh, I'm going to call them almost like a buddy duo now because they're the only ones I like in this <laughs> whole movie. Sounds like a cop duo. Rich and Mook. <laughs> hey, who's on the scene? Rich and Mook. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a guy in a puppet. This guy is a puppet. <laughs> who's going to solve these murders? The guy is a puppet. <laughs> yeah. Call Rich and Mook. Get him on the case. So So he's in this web. She turns into a spider. And then spider comes up to him, opens its mouth, and then like a scene out of the movie Alien, like a little extra mouth comes. Yeah. And it sucks all the nectar out of him and he turns into like yeah like a, a skin flap like all the all the bones and juices are gone he's just like yeah he's a skin sack he's a skin he's a dead skin sack and yeah. that's the last we see of any redeemable character yeah in this movie sadly whatsoever he's <laughs> yeah. just deflated deflated yeah rich gets sucked yeah rich got right. sucked but you know what he was the only one that was there without a girl yeah he was the nicest one in the bunch at least he got sucked in the end yeah we got a lot of sucking in our movies yeah last one had sucking uh, Life Force had sucking. Life Force had a lot of sucking. Yeah, the last one did too. Uh, Jeffrey yeah. Combs got sucked. A, he got the his whole, hair sucked off. <laughs> yeah, he got his whole head sucked off. Eyebrows and all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pine crazy. So then we catch up with our remaining characters, which is Father Time and his girlfriend, who is more appropriately aged to almost pull off being a teenager. Yeah. Or a college kid. Closer. I think than... they're supposed to be in their college years. The one girl that they mentioned was 24. Yeah, and that was right. that was cigarette cunt. Love these nicknames; they're fun. <laughs> With things like this, there's so much goofy shit that happens in these movies that I have to make like these little like two three word reminders, like yeah. oh this also happened. Don't forget about this, you know. Right. Yeah. So we we get back to uh, uh, Father Time and his girlfriend who doesn't really say much or do much this entire movie. They're wandering in the house and they meet back up with with Duke and his girl. Yeah. You know, Duke uh, he's being a dick as usual. He's yelling at people. <laughs> So, uh, Duke and Father Time get in a fist fight. Yeah. And the girls are like, oh, boys, just yeah. let them do it. And yeah. they're just, they're clobbering the shit out of each other. Just whap, whap, It's completely whap. nonchalant about the whole thing. Just they're throwing punches, and those ladies are just over there together like, Psh, can you believe these guys? Which makes we me date? think that it must happen frequently. Uh, if you surround yourself with <laughs> dickheads of that caliber, I'm assuming. I mean, the whole situation started is because they got kicked out of a party for fighting. Yeah, right. So obviously you can't take Duke and his fucking back pussy anywhere. There's several scenes where Duke has to bend over, like help somebody up or something, and he has a flowing mane of hair just hanging out of his back. Yeah. Like so I dubbed it his back pussy. You only see it that one just that one quick shot, right? You see it a couple, but the Dude. one shot, it's like on the camera. Like yeah. it's like an inch away from it. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a wolf pussy just hanging out. Yeah, it's very weird. It's not cool. No. No, no. you think that he'd put an undershirt on. I'd assume a guy like that would have a hairy back. Dude. I assume like that that the only thing that's not hairy on him is his knuckles, and that's because they've been dragging on the ground the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> so you know they're brawling around, you know, palling it up because that's apparently how their friendship works. Yeah, just so we're, we just dick it up and punch each other, beat the shit out of each other. And there's a statue of a skeletal Grim Reaper in the background that comes to life, and it's got a big scythe. I assume this is where Duke gets killed. It, it's not very clear. He takes a swipe at Duke. It looks like Duke dodges it and just gets knocked into a table, but that's the last you ever see at Duke. So, I think he's dead. Yeah. I hope he's dead. Um, there, there's, yeah, there's not a whole lot of clarity. Fuck you, Duke. 
<laughs> yeah, who gives a shit? Hey, come on, Duke, you didn't even provide a good ending. Yeah. He provided nothing but an outfit for us to make fun of and a lot of backfire. Duke did not provide. So, the, the other three, Duke's girlfriend, uh, Father Time, and his girlfriend, uh, go climbing out a window, and they're on, like, the top of the, uh, like, the overhang for the patio. And the Grim Reaper follows him out there. And they get to kind of, like, they get kind of cornered. And they're like, man, we're a, we're a whole story up. We can't jump. So then Father Time goes running up on this thing, and he grabs the handle of the scythe. And for some reason, the handle starts, like, smoking. Like, this green smoke starts coming off. And Father Time overpowers death, the Grim Reaper, and throws him off the patio far, 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 like maybe eight feet, <laughs> down to the lawn below. To where he immediately it fucking explodes. <laughs> yeah. Like a car going off a cliff. Not like just like bang and you see limbs going everywhere. It's just like boosh. <laughs> and that's it. I will say it, it was shocking. I was not expecting <laughs> I was not that. ready for it either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it's been as long as it has since I had seen this movie. Like I said, I've seen it a couple times, but it was one of those things where my buddy Beef and I, uh, we, we had a love for these really crappy movies. We would party and watch stuff like this and another one called Curse of the Blue Lights, which is even worse than this. Really? Yeah. We'll have to, maybe we'll have to do that one of these times. That sounds cool. Don't take that as a promise, Beef. We may never do it, but we might. <laughs> so he blows up. And they're like, fuck, let's go back in the house. So they go back in the house. Girl's like, what are we gonna do, man? What are we gonna do? Father Time's like, you know, I've been around for a long time. Got a lot of years on this earth. <laughs> I got, my grandkids got grandkids by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he sees like these two costume axes on the wall. These axes look stupid as fuck. They're retarded. They're like yeah. this big, the blade on it. It, look, it looks like something, it looks like an like, kind of ironic like cheese knife you'd get. So they climb back through the window, they got the dumbass axe, and that's when they re-encounter their one friend who's all evil deaded up. Her head splits open and her eyes start glowing orange and it starts emanating orange light from the top of her head and the whole room turns into like static. And they're like pinned to the floor from it. And what's ironic is, all right, I've been making fun of this guy's fucking age the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, this static ages you. Yeah. yeah so he they took getting older. They took the old fucking guy <laughs> and they made him old, even older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, is able to climb across the floor, and the corpse they found that had the Ouija board earlier is laying there and somehow like screaming and alive and he pulls a ring off it throws it at the girl who's got the Ouija board lightning goes everywhere and she's dead I have no clue we can only assume is that the last time we see them uh-huh okay so yeah we we don't know oh we'll get to uh, that later I got a whole thing of questions that were never answered all right. so somehow the bride is back with paper towel Jesus Paper towel, Jesus. Paper towel, Dracula. <laughs> After getting yelled at by the Phantom Bride, she uh, ice picks. She has an ice pick on her, and she ice picks his forehead and like kills him. And she goes we to assume. go running out of the house, and all these zombies stop her. Like it turns into well, no, stop her. She falls. They, they start coming out of the ground like slowly. It, it turns into the music video thriller at this point. That's yeah. for like the next ten minutes. She's writhing around the ground and all these hands are coming out and they're trying to pin her and she can't seem to stand up and get away. And they, they kind of like rip her outfit out down to a slip and she eventually gets up and starts, she books it like a bat out of hell. Once she finally gets up. Yeah, like, like a fucking Olympic sprinter. She's just out of there. <laughs> and the zombies are like, just kind of following her. And then it goes to this really weird scene where the camera is looking at the front of like a Buick and there's a garage behind it and it looks like the garage is coming out of like the land or the woods yeah. to where it, there's soil all the way up to the roof of it. Right, right. Cause she goes like running across the top of it and down and jumps in the car and all those zombies that she just like, like fucking barreled away from are right behind her now for some yeah. reason. She jumps in the car, some random character comes right up like, what are you stealing my car? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, help me. There's 32 fucking zombies everywhere. Doesn't seem to notice them anywhere. No. And then she yeah. no he finally notices them. He jumps in the car too. There's still no sense of urgency once they get in the yeah. car. It's they start driving off. After they drive off, she's like, oh my God, thank you. I can't believe. Oh, now I can leave. 
And then this random guy turns to me, he's like, you can never leave. Ha 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 ha! It's implied that he is also so they Paper Tower Dracula. Don't you realize I've always loved you too? So then the movie ends. Well, all right. One thing we forgot to say, the movie begins. <laughs> I don't even care that I explained this way because it didn't even have anything to do with the beginning of the movie. In the beginning of the movie, the first thing it shows is a grave and there's a gravestone that has two chains chained over it and this, this, the stone is like rumbling. Oh, that's right. Like yeah. something's trying to get out. Right. The last thing it shows is that grave again the chains break, goes flying open, and paper towel Dracula with his head with a big hole in his fucking head comes flying out. He's like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> credits roll. Yeah. So he was also in the grave the whole time. That's what. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was both. I guess. So here's some I questions I have. What happened to the people in the house? There were still three survivors. Right. Now, Father Time had turned into, like, Grandpa Time by this point. Right. They were all just laying um, on the ground. I, Never I, shows them again. I would assume, based on how things were going, that they also perished, huh? I mean, that's an assumption. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> be nice to have some closure. You know, we've gone through so far with these assholes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> all least, the fighting and the... Yeah. I felt like, like I was out in a car ride with, like, my buddy's parents, and all they did was fight the whole time, and you didn't want to be there, and you knew it wasn't part of your, like, part of your problem, but you had to sit and watch the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And that's what watching these characters <laughs> fight were like. I'd agree with that. I mean, I left this movie with so many questions, and I've seen it a lot. What's, in, what's your second question? Uh, was the random guy at the end a neighbor? How was it a neighbor the whole time? And there's right. zombies and shit running around and he didn't see anything. Right, yeah. This was supposed to be in the middle of nowhere in the woods. <laughs> when those guys were caravanning around looking for, looking for somewhere to go party, we're going to party over here. <laughs> they made mention that they'd been driving around for two hours and haven't seen so much as a house. Then they find this place and the guy's got neighbors? Well, it wasn't a neighbor though. It was, uh, what's his name, right? Okay, but the guy still had an extra car and garage. That's true. Yeah, you're right. What, does he, does he have a car note on the side? Like, in case paper towel fucking Dracula needs to go goddamn grocery shopping? That's or true. Yeah. He needs to get some litter for his little fucking hooky hand manservant? What happened to hook hand? Yeah, yeah, we don't see hook Three fourths of the movie, he just stopped being here. And they were kind of using him as a device to where, like, anytime something bad has happened, he's in the background watching. <laughs> or, like... Like when the girl was being attacked by the man mermaids, he was in the window like, <laughs> Yeah, right. But there's no real closure what happened to Kitty. Like, man, I should have just been calling him Mittens the whole time. Mittens. <laughs> <laughs> Mittens the pirate cat. Why, if they needed to kill all these people to resurrect the bride, were they able to resurrect the bride without killing more than two people? Yeah. And how did those two people die and even help resurrect? It didn't even show her being resurrected. No. She was dead in one scene and then she's up. No, that, that is a good point. Yeah, if, if, they, if she's already resurrected at this point, why, why keep killing? And Dracula, <sighs> paper towel guy, doesn't seem to have, like, a bloodlust. It's like he's doing this to resurrect his bride, yet... Yeah. It's just so confusing and disjointed. <laughs> it's, it's insane, man. And, you know, even through all this, I left out the fact that they had two kids that were running around in this thing because they didn't really ever do anything the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. One kid looked like Macaulay Culkin with an ice pick. Yeah. And the other kid had only showed once and he was like a zombie monster thing at the end. Right, yeah. They had no real bearing on the movie itself or no. like what was going on or why or... Taking away from this, how did you feel about this movie? Uh, I had fun, but it was... There's just a lot of nonsense. Um, yeah. Too much nonsense. To really even watch again, man, it's, I mean, it, it's, again, the effects were very cool. A lot of monsters. A lot of monsters. That's a lot of work to it for one scene per monster. No, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess it, it has rewatchability. I think, I think the characters suck so bad, aside from my man Rich. Rich and Mook. Yeah. Much love. <laughs> Knowing the backstory behind why it's so disjointed just makes it... It's like an Ed Wood movie. It's like you watch it for like kind of the shock of, of like, oh my god, yeah. I can't believe this actually even got finished, you know? But that's kind of where it ends for me with it. I feel... You know, like, crap is my bread and butter. I very much would like to have seen the original filmmakers finishes as Twisted Souls, which would have omitted the whole 
Paper Towel Dracula was never part of that storyline. The Bride was never part of that storyline. Yeah. Billy was never part of that storyline. A stupid fucking birthday party. It was more just like a Night of the Demon situation where the one girl got possessed through the Ouija board and was summoning these monsters throughout the house. Yeah. That would have been a much cooler movie to me. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it would have made a lot more sense. Like, they, this whole extra storyline they put in, it didn't even follow its own rules. It didn't even pan out on what it was trying to, to show. Yeah. Because it, the whole end goal was to murder these college kids to use their souls to resurrect his dead bride. They didn't even have to do that to resurrect him. No. Oh, you know what? I bet you it doesn't show what happened to those other three characters because they never finished that movie. Because what it, when we did our research on this, when they brought in the second director, he did not have access to any of the original crew. Which was the... Uh... Well, no, the, the bride stuff was all... Uh... The bride stuff, so even the zombies at the end, that yeah. was all the other guy. Right, right. The main story of... Duke and the boys. Yeah. And uh, the house full of monsters was the the end of it. Or was the, the whole storyline. Yeah. The but how I feel about it is I'll watch the crap out of this thing any day of the week. Yeah. I love crap movies. <laughs> They're my bread and butter. This one is especially crappy. The characters are so unlikable. Besides Rich. Um, and Mook. Rich and Mook. <laughs> um, the special effects make it a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Because as it is a no-budget movie, the special effects actually were pretty impressive what they were working with. They were. If, if they had it, to come up with something like 12, 15 monsters in this movie. Yeah, if it were missing that. I mean, that that's what makes the movie, hands yeah. down. So, you know, let's let's go to our star system. I, I'm going to think we'll call a full star a mook. <laughs> <laughs> so we got mook puppets as the full star. Okay. Half stars a merman. Okay. I give it three mooks and a merman. Three, three and a half. That's a pretty high out score. Out of five. Yeah. Now, mind you, the way I rate when I watch is, is it redeemable in its crappiness? Is it fun? Is it, you know, does it take itself too seriously? Is it, yeah. you know, like, is it a fun watch? And I, right. I 100% think it's a fun watch. I've watched it more times than I should, probably should care to admit. Most of them <laughs> when I was much younger. I think, it, I think this is the first time I watched it in like 15 years. But I most definitely probably will have one or two more nights of spookies. <laughs> in my future. With that being said, what do you give it? I ha I did have fun watching it, and kind of the more we've been just kind of talking about it, you've kind of bumped up my score a bit. I think I'm being too harsh on it, given yeah. everything that went behind it. I was going to give it somewhere in the, in the realm of, of two mooks. I think I'm going to bump it up to three mooks. Three mooks? Yeah, I'll, gi I'll give it that extra mook. All right. It was entertaining. We were laughing a lot. You know. Also, side note, if you'd like to watch this movie yourself, it's uh, free to watch on YouTube. Which is where we watched it. We watched it on YouTube. Normally, yeah. you know, I <laughs> I have a vast collection of movies. Normally, we uh, we pull from one of those or, you know, we find a streaming source to watch something on or, yeah. you know, etc. But this one, we were able just to watch right off good old YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Did we give it a like? We should have. We will. We will. After this. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you guys like what you saw today, uh, you know, we're going to keep doing this. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It uh, it helps us quite a bit uh, in order to help make this show better. Obviously, uh, you know, we're working with what we got right now, but we'd like to eventually get it more of a professional uh, sheen to it. Yeah. And uh, subscribing or liking will help greatly. Uh, Absolutely. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, we'll see you fine folks next time. Yes. Have a great week. Thank you.